Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Rebecca George. Rebecca is on the show today talking about how a little effort goes a long way based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Rebecca has written, Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. Join us today as we talk about how to see your gifts and talents from a gospel-centered perspective, prioritize goals related to your calling as you move forward with gumption and grace, and overcome negative thought patterns to work and create with the confidence of a go-getter girl. Today is the day to take a brave step in a purposeful direction using God's Word as your compass to do the thing He has designed for you to do. A little effort goes a long way. Hey, Rebecca, welcome back to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy to have you again. Oh, friend, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thankful. So this is the second time you've been on the podcast. So everybody needs to go and back and listen to the very, you were very season one and we're starting season five right now. It's crazy. That is wild. And that feels like four lifetimes ago when we had that conversation, because I'm closing my eyes and remembering the office, the home office I would have been in two homes ago for us when we had that conversation. So it's just really cool to celebrate how far we've both come and what God's done. So that's so exciting. Yeah. You know, I I reflect on it often and I think, and I didn't know that what a sweet friendship I would have in you when we first had that conversation and, you know, all that has transpired in our lives and the way that we've been able to be beside each other in so many of our milestone moments and encourage each other and championing champion each other on. It's just been um, just so beautiful to see God do a really cool thing in your heart um, and watch him work through you. Well, same here. I feel the exact same way. And I could not do this work without friends like you. And God knew, right? God knew when he connected us originally that we were going to need each other (laughs) in the last couple of years. And I have needed you. And you've been such an encouragement to me. So this is so exciting to get to celebrate that in some way. So, well, so today's uh, conversation is all about how a little effort goes a long way based on my devotional, a little goes a long way, 52 days to a significant life. And you have written, do the thing, gospel centered goals, gumption and grace for the go getter girl. And so I I just felt like I'm like, she is the perfect person to talk about effort because the reality is, and I was actually just reading in Proverbs this morning about like diligence and laziness. And, you know, sometimes we feel like, okay, God, it's all up to you, but then there is work Mm. for us to do. And God has things for us to accomplish while we're here or else we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. So as we begin, I'd love to just ask you and hear your heart. What is your thing? Mm. I love that question. And as I think back over probably the last 10 years, the overarching thing that I would probably start with is just encouraging women. I can look back to my college years when I first started discipling girls in my uh, college apartment living room floor, right? Like that was sort of the start of that thread for me and have always been involved in the life of my local church. I led a ministry for many years that allowed me to start speaking a little bit more 
And so God started to sort of weave that in along the way. And now like you, Rachel, I write books and I podcast and I speak. And I think as I look back and for listeners coming to this conversation, the thing that I would encourage you to look for is the thread, right? I am doing different things now than I was 10 years ago. And probably 15 years from now, my life will look vastly different than it does today. However, I don't think that thread of really encouraging women will ever change because God wired me to be passionate about that. And that's a way that he's wired me to, to build his kingdom and use my gifts in that way. And so each listener coming to this episode you have that too. And it likely looks different than mine or Rachel's, but that's what I would encourage you to think through is as you are thinking about effort and what God's called you to, what is that thread that has weaved throughout your life and how are you using that to the glory of God? You know? So you, you kind of answered this, but I wonder if you have anything else to say on it. Like, so the woman listening, she's like, well, I don't great Rebecca and Rachel. I know you, you feel like, you know what you're called to do, like your thing. I don't know what my thing is, you know? And so she can number, maybe number one, reflect and think back to, okay, what is that thread? What are those? Are there any other ways that we can identify it that you would recommend? Yeah, absolutely. There is an exercise I walk women through often that I think is really helpful and it's a Venn diagram exercise. So you might remember that from early on in school when you would compare or contrast things. And this one has three buckets that I would encourage you to think about. And the first one is what matters to you? What lights you up? What do you lose track of time when you're doing that particular thing? And really take some time to reflect on that. And the second bubble, if you will, is what matters to God? right? What matters to God? What do you see in his word that he asks of us in our calling? And those, you know, it might be things like doing things with excellence and he cares that the gospel goes forth and that we go and make disciples as we see in the gospels. And, um, so those are some of the things that, you know, would certainly matter to him. And then what third bubble, what matters to other people, right? What are some real practical needs that you might see in the world? And you might think, okay, what matters to me could practically meet that need of the person that God's placed before you, right? And so the intersection point of those three things is likely a good starting place for what your thing might be, right? How am I using what God's given me and what I'm passionate about, which by the way, is God-given what matters to God and that what matters to other people in such a way that I'm able to use those gifts and talents to glorify God and serve and encourage and make disciples within the community that God's placed me in. Imagine everybody's going to get like a scrap piece of paper and a pencil and like, those <laughs> <right now. laughs> like I'm, I'm wanting to right now as well. And like, okay, am I doing the thing that God's called me to do? And I'm pretty confident that I am, but I just wonder, you know, for those that are even struggling with those bubbles, like, I don't know how to fill those in, mm-hmm. ask a trusted friend, ask your spouse. Like sometimes yeah. it's easier for pe- other people to see things in you than it is to see in yourself. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've done that myself, you know, as I have watched walked into certain seasons, I've asked, you know, do you feel like this is consistent with what you see in me? Or, um, I think those are some just helpful questions to ask and maybe even take that exercise to them and say, Hey, I've walked through this with the Lord and here's where I'm at. Does this feel true? What 
other feedback might you have that I could sort of use to help me discern how to move forward in that area that God's called me to? So yeah, I think that's, that's an amazing idea. So do you have kind of a working definition for what a go-getter girl is? And and do you feel mm. like that that's a term that has always been used to describe you or something that you've kind of um, grown into? Oh man, I would probably sort of kind of roll my eyes as I say, yes, it's probably always kind of described my behavior and how I'm wired. And I'll be honest, Rachel, and you can probably relate to this a little bit. I have struggled with that for a good part of my life. Right. And I actually was talking with a friend the other day about achievement and, you know, this idea of being a go-getter girl. And she said, you know, what I see women do often is they'll take that quality that can sometimes get us in trouble or into striving and some of the things that we're going to talk about later in the conversation. But she said, what if we put guardrails around it and we actually stewarded the thing that God has wired us with being, a you know, achievement and being a go-getter girl. What if we actually stewarded that to the glory of God rather than letting you know, maybe worldly ideas about success or achievement dictate how we view the very way that God has wired us to build his kingdom. And so I do think it's described me. Um, but I also think that God has done a very refining work and helping me understand his desire for how I spend my time. And just the, the knowing that he's given me what I need to accomplish his will for my life. We see that in scripture. That's very clear. And so I have time and listener, you have time to do the things that God's called you to do. Right. And if that doesn't feel true, something may need to change or shift to kind of get us out of that, that pit of striving that I know achievers go get our girls often find ourselves in, but, um, God says in his word, he will, he will equip us. We have all we need. Um, we just have to walk through some of those sticky seasons that might, you know, you might feel a little bit of that rub of, man, I'm a mom. I feel called to do this other thing, but I don't feel that I have time. Well, that might require sitting down with your spouse and really figuring out, okay, what's feasible for our family right now. And if I do sense that this is something that I'm supposed to do, then I know God will equip and and allow the time for it. And so, and, you know, I know you and I feel that tension every day. And so I think it's a reality that we all face that maybe feel that, um, that propensity towards being a go-getter girl or an achiever. Uh, and just, just because of my devotional and kind of the, my head space this last year or two, or maybe even more, I'm just thinking about like, it's it's possible somebody's listening is like, there's one really big thing I have to do and I have to accomplish. And and what I want to be mindful of, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like God is going to use all things big right. and small, all of it, he, everything he will use for the glory of, of him and for his kingdom. Like he will use all things. There's not just one thing that he has for you to do. And if you miss it, you miss mm. it. Do you have anything to say on that? I do. I absolutely do. He makes all things matter. He doesn't waste things. And I can look back over the course of even my career. And I, we've had this conversation, Rachel, of for many years, I was a corporate recruiter 
I sat in either a cube or an office and worked for a couple incredible organizations, but was doing work that really didn't feel like ministry work. And sometimes we find ourselves in those places. And by the way, God called you to that place and those people, and that's an opportunity for you to do ministry inside corporate America that somebody in vocational ministry, it's an opportunity they would never have. So don't miss that. And also I can look back and see all of those days that felt so mundane in a corporate job. I spent asking people questions. I sat and I interviewed people and I hired great talent for a couple of organizations that I worked for. And God was using that, what I didn't know at the time, was to develop the skill of asking great questions and having being more of a conversationalist to do what I actually do now. And so if you're in a season that might feel little or might feel insignificant, don't miss that in some sense, in some way, God is refining and building something in you that will likely be very necessary for where he's headed next with you. Right. And so a lot of times we don't see that in full in until, you know, hindsight's 2020, or we'll really know it all in heaven one day, but we can look back and see, okay, yeah. Um, God was, was knitting something into me. That's very necessary for where I am now. And so um, I think just being aware of how he's at work really helps me a lot. That helps me a lot too. And I'm, I'm thinking about how when we, we dream about our thing and we want to do our thing, so often fear can hold us back. So have you battled fear yourself as it pertains to your thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things or arenas that I've I've had to overcome fear and we all do is in trying something new. And there's a whole chapter about this in the book. And I share a story where, and it's a silly example, but I took a painting class with my grandfather and neither of us had ever done oil painting and I'd done acrylics. I'd done some other stuff, but we took this class together and, you know, you sit in a class like that with a blank canvas, staring at this masterpiece in front of the teacher. And you're thinking, okay, I have no clue how I'm going to walk out of this classroom with anything looking any in any realm similar to the example at the front of the class. And we quickly realized we had been given all we need. Like we talked about a minute ago, we had the colors we needed. We had an instructor that was leading and guiding us along the way. And the beautiful thing was we had all been given the same colors, right? And it was what we did with those colors that, you know, produced the thing that we walked out of the room with. And as I left and sort of reflected on the experience, you know, we are all given gifts and talents by God. And we have an instructor, we have a helper scripture tells us in the Holy spirit that empowers us and walks alongside us as we um, are living out our calling. And so I think starting something new, stepping into something new is an area that um, not only I, but most of us struggle with when God calls us to, to step out and take a step of faith. Um, but we also have to remember just the basic biblical truth of we weren't given the spirit of fear, right? And if God's called us to it, he'll equip us for it. We hear that statement a lot, but it, it absolutely is true. And I think the first step sometimes can feel the scariest, 
right? And once we get going, um, a lot of times we realize, okay, God is with me. He is for me. He's directing me. And so if that's you today, um, and that first step feels scary, just know that it does maybe not get easier, but um, the remembering that he's with us in it gets a little easier when we realize, okay, I can take that first step of faith and trust him for the next and the next and the next one. That's certainly been true in my own life. And actually, Rebecca, I don't know if I've told you this because um, you and I talk quite often, but Kate and I, my daughter, we and a friend of mine for her birthday went to painting with a twist. Oh, and that's so it fun. was the first time I've, I mean, I literally have not painted really. I can, I can count on, you know, one hand how many times yeah. I've painted. But what you were just describing when there was that blank canvas, I had, I, th- I thought, how in the world do people call painting therapy? I have so much anxiety. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I really did. I thought, this is ridiculous. I don't even want to start. I'm scared to mess up. Well, then it, it did as I started to like mix the colors. And I mean, we spent, we spent four hours painting on one canvas mm. and I could have spent more. It was so enjoyable and it, the, the painting wasn't phenomenal, but it was so much fun. And it just reminds me of like, just begin, you know, it goes back to yeah. Um, Zechariah 14, 4.10, do not despise the small beginnings. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And that first step is very scary, but then you will start to get into a rhythm um, and then you'll see something beautiful. God will create something mm. really, yeah. really beautiful. Um, so, okay, it's kind of circling back. You, you mentioned and kind of alluded to striving and worldly achievement, which I think can really be um, closely associated with, oh, I'm a go-getter girl. You know, I'm, I'm scaling, yeah. I'm working hard and, and, yeah. you know, run, running towards, um, this goal that I have before me. Um, so how do we view our thing through a different lens than striving yeah. and achievement? Because that can be exhausting. It is exhausting. And as I'm thinking back, Rachel, I, I think it's, this won't be a surprise to you, it won't be a surprise to listeners once they read the book, but I actually think over the last eight to 10 years, there's just been a lot of messages hit the shelves in our bookstores that really have led us toward, um, honestly, exhaustion, self-obsession, focusing on self rather than focusing on God, even books that frankly, were published by Christian publishing houses. And as I say that, you're probably thinking of books in your mind. And so I won't say them out loud, but we've all seen those books, right? We won't include those in the show notes. (laughs) We won't include those in the show notes. That's right. That's right. But, and, and to be honest, I read some of them, right? I read some of them. And to a girl who has for her entire life struggled with achievement and how to balance it rightly, that did nothing but exhaust me. And so really, as I approached this message, that, that was my hope was to basically write an answer to that, right? Because there are some of us who have been gifted with this wiring of, of achievement, and we want to do things with excellence. And, um, we have to balance that with rest And with really intentional boundaries and time around when we spend time with God and when we walk in community with other believers and just really being brilliant in the basics, right, is is a term that we hear related to that. And so I think that matters so much. And um, again, we mentioned this earlier, but just the passage, I wrote it down before we hopped on, it's 2 Peter chapter 1, specifically verse 3, where it talks about 
we've been given all we need for a life of godliness and righteousness. We've been given all that we need. And that's a phrase that I come back to often of just remembering, you know, when I can feel that in my heart, right. That I am, that I'm striving, that I may be believing and living as if that worldly view of success is true rather than what scripture says, I've been given all I need. And if it means that I need to just take some time and spend some time in God's word and point myself back to truth in that, that's what I do. If I need to sit and have conversation with my spouse about what it looks like to pull back from some things so that I'm able to be faithful in, in the, the basics of my home. And then also what I feel and sense God's calling me to in this season, sometimes those conversations have to happen. And, um, along the way, there's, there's likely going to be some assignments end. And we talk about that as well of how do we handle when God asks us to quit something that we thought was going to last forever, but indeed, like he maybe used that to prepare us for a new season of ministry. And so that happens at times. Um, so I think at its core, you know, as followers of Christ, if you've been in the church a while, or even if you're a new believer, I think most of us know that striving isn't the answer, but where do we turn when we find ourselves there? Right. And I think that's what matters because if we are bent towards achievement, that's likely going to be an area where throughout our lives, we're probably not going to totally master that. And we're going to have to keep turning to him again and again. And so I think there's grace for that too. Right. Um, having written a book about this, I still find myself, find myself in the trenches of it honestly daily right now, as I launch this book, because of what's required to launch a book. Right. And you and I have conversations about that all the time. So, um, I don't think there's a, a golden ticket answer, but there's certainly truth that we, we point ourselves back to when we're struggling. Makes me think of, um, there's a saying, and I don't know who to attribute it to, but that oftentimes our strengths are just an over, our our weaknesses are just an overemphasized strength. And so really, it really is like you, you keep talking about these guardrails and you're a runner and I'm a walker, but I keep thinking as you're talking about like, what is a pace that I can, I can manage for the long haul that I could do a marathon in and not just a sprint. Cause I think we're, we're very prone to just want to sprint and get there fast and then be done. But you know, that this, this call in our lives, it is, it's like until God calls us home. And so what is that manageable pace for you that you can continue on and not give up? I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. So, okay. You talked about fear earlier. Do you have Mm -hmm. any other reasons that you've identified that may prohibit us from doing our thing? Yeah, there's so many of them. A few more would be doubt, insecurity, remembering who we are in Christ. Comparison, I think above all might be the one that I see probably most often right now. And I was having a conversation recently with somebody about just envy and comparison and specifically how we can sometimes feel like, okay, well, somebody's already out there doing what I feel called to do. Or, you know, in in our case, right, it's, oh, well, there's another book out there that's sold pretty well that's on that topic. And we might feel like we don't have anything to add to what's already been said, right? And I had a friend say um, something to me that I'll never forget. She said, you know, I was reading the gospels a, a year or two ago. And as I was walking through the gospels, 
God just reminded me that he saw fit that multiple, that multiple people would tell the same story and that that was necessary in the infallible, inerrant word of God. And if that's true in the gospels, it can be true in my life as well as a, she, and she was a writer and she said, you know, I, I had experienced some rejection about this book idea that I had that I feel so clearly that God's called me to write. And I think we can take that and, and put it within our own story, right. Of remembering that just because there's somebody out there doing it doesn't mean that God hasn't placed you in a community with a set of gifts and talents that, you're going to be able to use to serve a really specific audience and serve God in a specific way. And so um, I think given the time that we're in with social media and things like that, I probably see comparison as being at the top of the list of things that hold us back. And that would be kind of my encouragement there. Mm. That is such an encouragement to me personally already. You know, I've, we've we've heard it before too about you know God doesn't only have so many pieces of pie; He just keeps making a bigger pie. Like there is yeah. enough for all of us. He's going to use you exactly where you are with your gifts and your people, um, for a really great purpose. And so as we continue to push past these things, overcome our fear and comparison, all the things we've just talked about, how do we pursue our goals with grace and confidence? Mm. Yeah, I was on a run a few months ago at my parents' house, and God really reminded me of this because being an achiever and doing something like running, I can often get discouraged if maybe I'm not where I used to be, or I'm really, really trying hard to finish a certain distance or whatever it is. And that particular day I was running a route that I've run hundreds of times in my life. Very familiar park that I always run at when I'm, when I'm at my parents' home and I was really struggling. I mean, Rachel, you know, this, I lived in South Mississippi for about three and a half years where it is flat as a pancake. And recently me and my husband moved back to East Tennessee, which is very, very hilly. And so for three and a half years, I didn't run hills. And I came home and was running at my parents and I was really struggling and had to walk some. And God reminded me that, you know, we can balance self-discipline and grace in our lives, right? So I'm going to use the example of running, but listener, take it and apply it to maybe your calling today. If you feel discouraged, you know, we see a very real case for self-discipline and doing all things with excellence as unto the Lord. We see that definitely in scripture. We also see a very real case for grace, right? And different seasons require us to run at different paces and uh, proverbially speaking, right? So if we're talking about our calling and so that day as I was running, I just remembered I, I can do both. I can have the self-discipline and, and do things with excellence to, to finish this run, even if it means, and this is where the grace comes in, having grace for myself and walking some when I need to, and that's okay right? Because that's where I'm at today. And so I think balancing self-discipline and grace is a tension that we hold as go-getter girls, as women who would maybe struggle at times with achievement, but um, we see both in scripture and that encourages my heart so much. 
I'm briefly interrupting today's episode to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Crowned Free. Crown Free is a fashion and gifts brand that's on mission to end the injustice of human trafficking. They give back a portion of all profits to organizations both in the United States and internationally that work to restore, rescue, and rehabilitate survivors. Crown Free also creates sustainable jobs for girls who have been rescued from human trafficking to make over half of their products. This opportunity equips survivors with vocational skills that they can use to provide for themselves and their families. This month, for our Love Offering podcast listeners, spend $75 and receive this month's ethically made, survivor-made item at a 50% discount. To learn more, get involved, or to start shopping, visit crownedfree.com slash Nicole, or click the link in the episode show notes. Now, back to our episode. Talk to us about how we can use our gifts and talents from a gospel centered perspective, because God is the one that's given us these gifts and these talents. They're not any, I mean, yes, we can continue to grow in them, but they're, they're from the Lord. Every good and perfect Mm. gift is from him, right? Yeah, that's so good. I'm going to share an illustration that's been really powerful to me. If we look back to in the old Testament, specifically, I think this passage is in numbers where the Lord's giving Moses instruction on how to care for the oil lamps in the tabernacle. I promise I'm headed somewhere like really important with this. Um, I remember there have been, you know, there've been times where I've read the book of numbers and let's be honest, sometimes you're like, okay, Lord, I just am asking that you speak to me. And one day when I was reading through numbers, he did. And I was reading the passage where the Lord is giving Moses instruction for how to care for the oil lamps in the tabernacle. And I just realized, you know, there's this verbiage of, keeping the wicks trimmed and keeping the oil replenished. And I was just thinking through, you know, that was the light source for the presence of God in the old Testament, in, in the tabernacle, in the temple. And the really cool thing about that is, um, you know, we see this idea of oil being representative of the Holy spirit. And when you start taking that metaphor a little further now on the other side of Pentecost and Jesus's ascension into heaven. And we are now indwelt by the presence of God. If we see our lives almost as representative of those oil lamps, we too have to keep our wicks trimmed and we have to keep our oil replenished by doing things like walking in community with other believers and being in his word and developing a rich prayer life. And, um, that's what enables us to carry the light, to carry God's presence into what he's called us to do and to go and make disciples. And so that's an illustration that I think about a lot when I'm thinking about seeing our gifts from a gospel centered perspective, we've been given such an opportunity um, to do that very thing, which is, which is our main calling, right. To go and make disciples in a unique context that God has each of us in. And we are all, you know, in a sense, an an oil lamp that is providing the very, the very light of the gospel of the presence of God to those around us. And um, I think if we would begin to, to see it that way, it would awaken us to, okay, here's how I use how God has wired me. That is God given with the need I see in the world and what matters to God back to what we talked about earlier. And I'm able to do that 
you know, at the pace that God's called me to run at in this season and he's given me all I need. Right. Um, and, and so I think that matters a lot as we think about our calling is really remembering, um, just basic biblical truth as we walk into our calling. So, yeah, yeah. We're all called to, to bring Jesus into the world. That is the thing for all of us, but just how we go about doing that is what's so different. And so as we, you know, I kind of, ask this, I think, but I'd love for you to just dive a little bit deeper into it. You know, when we, there's multiple things I feel like we have to do in, in our time here on earth. So how do we prioritize those? Like for me, for example, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm a, you know, I'm a church member and church leader. Mm -hmm. So how, that's a lot of things. And sometimes I really have a hard time balancing in a certain day. Like I feel like sometimes I'm doing really well at one and then like completely failing in the other. Do you have any, Mm -hmm. any thoughts on how to prioritize? Yeah, I think that's such an important question. And I think I would start basically where you started, Rachel, of there are assignments that God gives us that he gives no one else. Nobody, God has asked no other person to be Dustin's wife. If we have children one day, he's not going to ask anybody else to be their mama, right? And the same is true for you. And so, and my husband is a pastor, right? So encouraging him and walking alongside him in his ministry, that is a very specific assignment that God has given me that he has given no one else. And the same for my husband as he encourages me in my own writing and speaking ministry. And so I think there's assignments that are only for us and really seeing those for the for what they are and the weight that they are in our lives. And then um, again, God gives us time to do his will. And so as we think about what's, what's left in the margin that we have left over, what are those things that we've really sense? Okay. This is something I'm supposed to invest my life in. And what does that look like time-wise? Right. And, and, you know, you and I face that tension all the time of being away from our family and um, prioritizing what matters most. And, there's sacrifices on both ends of that, right? And we're not going to do it perfectly. But I think if we start in the right place, right, of knowing um, what our true first callings are, and then really going from there, that certainly helps. And I also think something that me and my husband ask the Lord for all the time, and that's really helped us in this area is just asking God for wisdom. We see in the book of James that God promises that He will give wisdom liberally if we are to ask. And so I think developing that and and asking the Lord for that, he's so faithful to give it to us as we walk through those hard decisions of what matters and what to prioritize. And um, I don't think there's necessarily a magic bullet for it apart from trusting him at every turn. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a tension we all hold and I think seeing our our first callings and our our primary callings rightly um, leads us to a place where we're able to make better decisions, right? The best, yes, Lisa Turker sort of line of um, let's start in the right place and then trust God with with the rest. And that's really easy to say and really hard to live, right? I realize that, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's where we have to start. Yeah, a great place to start. Well, as we actually come to a close, I would love to hear how you've seen a little effort go a long way in your own life. Oh man, I love this question. And I think God has really 
used um, just repeated steps of obedience, like trusting God at this certain step. And then at that next step saying, okay, Lord, I trust you for the next one. I have really seen that go a long way. You know, I think in our world as writers and speakers, nothing happens fast. And so as I look back, it's been really a 10 year or so journey of walking through this with the Lord and really asking him, okay, you've given me this dream and I'm trusting you for the right steps. And so it's really been one step of faith after step of faith after step of faith for many, many years. And, you know, now in hindsight, we can both look back and, and see what God was doing at the time. But, um, I think the term little effort is, is a good way to put it right. Because it's long steps of obedience and in the same direction. And, um, yeah, I think that's what I would say. And would you, I would say that every, every ounce of effort, it was worth it. Yeah. Looking absolutely every step. Every Mm -hmm. sacrifice, every scary step of obedience. Yeah, it was all worth it. Yeah, it's hard to see that in the time, but in in hindsight, you can definitely see it much more clearly. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being my guest. I know I am going to stay in contact with you. I'm sure listeners are going to want to. They're going to want to listen to your Radical Radiance podcast. They're going to want to find you on social media, your website, and of course, purchase Do The Thing. So tell us how that they can um, get in touch with you and do those things. Absolutely. I hang out over on Instagram the most at Rebecca George author. And if you would like to get in on some conversations that we're going to be having related to the content in the book, we'll be doing that again, like you said, Rachel, over on the Radical Radiance podcast. And we're also still accepting members for the launch team of Do The Thing. And we're gifting away some really fun resources. One of them is a 30-day devotional that Rachel actually took part in and wrote one of the devotionals for. So if um, you'd like to get in on that, which is so fun. We are giving all of those resources to you, a devotional, an audiobook version of the devotional, a quiz, a goal planning guide, and a Spotify playlist. And you can access those by pre-ordering the book with your favorite online retailer and then heading over to do the thingbook.org and signing up for the launch team there. I'd love to have you. Thank you for helping us to believe that a little effort goes a long way and to encourage us to do the thing. Oh, Rachel, I'm so incredibly grateful for your friendship and just grateful we got to have this conversation today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Rebecca George. We hope that today helped to encourage you to do the thing and to believe that a little effort goes a long way. This week, your little task is to ask God to open your spiritual eyes to see the need of others. Be intentional to prioritize meeting those needs. If you're interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive the weekly love offering newsletter and all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read the blog series. You can purchase significant merchandise. You can download free resources like the list tracker, guided journal, and the conversation guide. And you can invite me to your retreat, conference, or church group to talk about this a little goes a long way significant message. It would be my honor to join you and to meet you in person. And again, you can find all of this information at rachelkadams.com. 
Next week, my guest is Chelsea DeMattis. She's on the show talking about how a little humility goes a long way. I can't wait to chat with you again then, but until then, I hope you have a terrific week. And as always, remember to lead with love.